Hey everybody and welcome back to the Goofy Blonde Plant-Based Podcast. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you've been with us for a little while, welcome back. We've got a great episode for you today, so hang on, sit back, and enjoy it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Goofy Blonde Podcast. I'm Lisa, your host, and today my guest is Erin Olivari, owner and founder of the Vegan Cheese Shop in Honolulu. She was raised in California, and she got her master's in food studies at NYU in New York City, and she found her passion making exquisite vegan cheeses in one of the most beautiful locations in the world, and I'm a little bit envious of that. So please welcome Erin. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Lisa and your listeners. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, it is certainly our pleasure. So I am, I am just so intrigued on how, how you got started in all of this. So if it's okay with you, just go back to the beginning and tell us how, you know, how, how you get started um, with your vegan journey and with the creation of these amazing cheeses. Thank you so much. And as you said, it is definitely a journey. I think we can all agree. We come to the plant-based or vegan diet through different paths, you know, and, and hopefully people are still discovering them today. Um, but mine definitely started at a young age. Growing up in California, I grew up in Central Valley um, where a lot of our fruits and vegetables are produced. And my father actually worked with a lot of farmers So I was very lucky and blessed to have a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables around. Um, My mom was also really dedicated to cooking meals at home. So I would say most of our meals were home cooked. So that's just kind of was my basis. And I felt like that was, you know, very healthy kind of lifestyle. And I, maybe I didn't appreciate it so much at the time. I thought maybe it was a little bland here or there. Um, But I definitely appreciate it now because that was a really great foundation to grow up with. And And it's definitely stuck with me. And um, so I was always really, so having that sort of background, I definitely was into food, but I didn't know how much at that time. I was also really interested in fashion. So I I thought I wanted to go into, um, you know, into work in the fashion industry. That was always like my passion growing up. And um, so I went to school for business marketing at San Diego State. I thought that that could maybe launch into a merchandising career later on. And it was just so great to you know, study business and especially marketing because it just covers, it just goes into all businesses and it was really fun to work with in groups and it's just kind of, you know, the psychology of buying and it was just really, really interesting degree to pursue. Um, And when I graduated, I ended up moving out to New York City with a couple of my really good friends from college. I was always, uh, I love New York. My mom grew up in Connecticut, so we would go there on you know occasion to visit and I go to the city and I was just like blown away and I had a couple of friends one that was already living there and two more that were moving out there so I was like okay let's give it a try I love San Diego but I'm ready for something new yeah. and uh, when I got yeah. there um, I you know needed a job so I started working in restaurants which are a great way to, I was already interested in food and beverage and so and working with people so that was a, a great fit and it's also you know it's a good income for not too many hours which is great because I wanted to pursue other things as well so um, especially in the fashion industry so I um, started working in restaurants and I started some different internships in the fashion industry 
and I realized pretty quickly that was not for me. <laughs> and um, it's wonderful, and I still love it so much to this day, of course, we all do. But I realized, you know, it just kind of, for me, um, it fell just a little bit flat, and I just wanted something a little bit more substantial to work towards um, to be my career. So I started, um, and kind of to go back a little bit, when I started working in restaurants, you know, I just started, you know, enjoying all types of foods, the best qualities. I worked at steakhouses, Italian restaurants. I just really indulged my palate and I loved it. I love, you know, everything. But then I really started to miss just like simple, healthy foods. And that's when I kind of came back to my upbringing of lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, home-cooked meals. And I really wanted to learn more about nutrition. So I ended up going back to school. I took nutrition classes. And I found this really great program at NYU called Food Studies. And um, it's great because it's open to many other majors, not just nutrition um, students. It was open to business, um, business degrees, restaurant tours. It had a much wider um, range of your bachelor's degrees. So I pursued that and I got into the program, which was um, an exciting moment in my life. And um, that program really did change my life. I mean, not only did I get to study about nutrition, and my, my goal was always to find out like, what was the healthiest diet? What's the healthiest way for us to eat? What does that mean? And so I really got to just explore that both um, for personal reasons and then later on would be professionally. And what I learned through studying the production, the consumption, the culture of food, is that it's really the healthiest way for us to eat is a plant-based diet. And it was during that program when I was learning about the production um, thoroughly of animals and the, the factory farms and, and everything, I just realized that, you know, it's very, very difficult and very, very expensive to, to eat the type of meat that we're supposed to eat. And so during that program, I decided as, you know, and kind of experiment, I would give up eating meat because I was never really that into it to begin with. I definitely grew up eating it, um, part of like a well-rounded meal. I mean, I think that's, you know, how we kind of look at a meal is with the meat being the, the main component. So I decided to give it up and it was actually quite easy. And, um, but then I was relying very heavily on cheese. I found, you know, with a vegetarian diet, I was eating a lot of cheese. And, and I knew that that also came from the same factory farm. So we probably should be, you know, not enjoying that as much. And actually, it turned out that I cannot really properly digest very much like most people. I am lactose intolerant, but I didn't really realize it. because I feel like maybe I was eating it in smaller quantities. So, um, so I was, um, had to give up dairy altogether and I did a, a you know elimination diet and I realized that dairy was really um, making my life terrible <laughs> so I gave it up and um, and I felt incredible and I was so happy to be on more of a pure plant-based diet and I started um, I put out my first cookbook serve the earth which is an introduction to plant-based cooking because I'm not you know really a chef or anything I'm just someone that wanted to you know you know, eat a little healthier at home. So I started making really simple plant-based recipes and putting those together. And my goal at the end of the program was, of uh, the master's program, was to try in some way 
to promote a plant-based diet. So I've been on that journey ever since. And um, I, so after I gave up dairy for about a year, my husband and I moved to Hawaii for his job. And I was working on a second cookbook, which would have all my favorite like comfort foods, but with cheese replacement. And I was really missing, obviously, cheese and definitely one that I could have on a cheese plate. So I started working on different recipes and I came and I kind of worked with different tree nuts and I found like a really simple recipe that I made with almonds that kind of came out like a feta and then I was just like blown away. I was like, okay, this is my, this is my path. This is what I have to do. I started working with different tree nuts here in Hawaii. Uh, we do grow the macadamia nuts, which are really really rich and creamy and buttery and um, they're delicious. So I started working with those and it kind of produced a Brie cheese. And um, I was just really blown away by the simplicity of the ingredients and the complex flavors. And so I was just so happy to have something that I could enjoy. I was working on recipes for about a year and a half. And then I ended up approaching one of our local retailers here called Down to Earth. They're a really wonderful group of restaurants. So they have six locations all together. It's like a mini Whole Foods, but it's all vegetarian. There's no meat or fish at all or eggs in the stores. Um, so, and they also really love to support local businesses, which is amazing. That's so great. I got into Earth a couple of years ago and I've just, you know, been working to, um, you know, grow the business and always trying to improve anything I possibly can. So it's been about two years I've been in, in stores and um, I'm just really excited to keep moving on with the journey and, and meeting people like you, Lisa, and um, just trying to create the best company that I can and product. I think you're well on the way and, um, you know, I'm not, not, don't want to give away the store, but, um, it's on your website, so I'm going to say it. Um, but yeah. it, you know, it says you use 70% Hawaiian macadamias, 30% cashews, lemon juice, mm -hmm. and salt. And it just seemed, that seems so simple yet the flavors are so complex and so rich, you know, that it, it just kind of blew me away. And so now, do you still produce everything yourself at this point, or yeah. do you have help? You know, I am still a one-woman show. Um, my husband does help out a lot in the, the business department. Um, he, because I kind of do more the creative, I really, you know, end of the product and kind of the marketing, and he's really great with numbers. So, um, but I, yeah, I am still working i am working out of a commercial kitchen and i'm doing all the production and everything myself right now we'll see if um, i need to bring on some help later on but right now it's been uh, very manageable and um, hoping to grow but there's room for growth as well so i love that were, were you inspired by any um any other vegan chefs as far as your initial recipes because I know I've, I've kind of been experimenting with cheeses myself, so that's, I'm really intrigued by this. And um, I think I got Miyoko Shinner's first book on artisan vegan cheeses, and that was enlightening to me because I was, so did, was there anybody, like, did you start watching YouTube videos on how to make cheese, or did you just, like, go for it yourself? <laughs> To be honest, um, I just kind of, I did just kind of go for it. Um, but I, I will 
you know, say that Miyoko is a huge inspiration for me. I love her cheeses and I, you know, cannot say enough about her. And she's definitely a huge inspiration to me. And I love her cheeses, especially the mozzarella. It's incredible. It the, is really good. The butter is is incredible. So I'm I'm so appreciative. And you know, when I started on this journey, it was now about four years ago. And I think I'd heard of Miyoko's, but it was there were just a few fewer brands on the market. And um, there was another one in New York called Dr. Cow, and that was definitely an inspiration of mine because um, very few ingredients as well. Uh, mine is a little different. I do use a different process. I don't use cultures. So um, I actually use a heat treatment instead. And the lemon juice actually does add like a cultured, a cultured characteristic and um, flavor. But I do heat treat mine. Um, and so it is a slightly different process. So, um, you know, and I think there's room for so many variety of vegan cheeses on the market. And that was also my inspiration is I knew that there were some really great ones out there, but just like regular cheese, I'm such a huge cheese lover and there's so many traditional cheeses. I think that we could do so many vegan cheeses out there as well. I agree. I'm, I'm still on a quest for, you know, a mozzarella for a pizza that actually do, doesn't have that sticky quality. Um, but I did do, I did your thin crust pizza recipe with the brie and it's incredible. I loved it Yay. so much. And, and I do want to say, you know, tell the listeners that you do have great recipes on your website. Um, the spinach artichoke dip, so good. So, you know, those are the two I've done so far, but um, I want to encourage so awesome everyone to go to Aaron's website and um, it's the vegan cheese shop with an E uh, com. And um, so I want to have a little bit of fun and, and do our lightning round that I told you about. And this is, it's just so people can get to know you better so I can get to know you better and just sure. answer kind of like the first thing that comes to the top of your head <laughs> when I ask you these questions. Okay. Favorite vacation spot? So it's always been the beach. No matter where I lived, I was always trying to get to the beach. I happen to now live at the beach, which I, I I'm so fortunate about. I still like pinch myself. Um, and but I live in Waikiki, which is kind of the city part of Oahu. So um, whenever I can, my favorite getaway is a little place on the North Shore called Keiki Bungalows. And it's just this very, like, the small little compound that's right on the beach, on this huge, expansive beach, with there's, and there's usually no one on it. And it's just such a nice little getaway. And I do know that I'm very fortunate to um, have that close by. But, um, you know, it's still my favorite. You know, I still can't get enough of the beach. And I... I love to get away and see and try out different beaches and, and I've been exploring the different islands. Big Island is incredible. It's just so incredibly different. I still have to go to Kauai. Um, but so right now I would say still um, exploring my local area and beaches. But you know, my husband's family is in Florida. So we go there once a year and my family is in Oregon and California. So we go there as well. So those are my other favorite vacation spots because family is very important. 
as it is to me as well. It's it's interesting though that um, you know, you live at the beach and you still love the beach. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I tell my parents they live in paradise. They live on Siesta Key in Florida, which is really Ooh. truly one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. And incredible. You know, but they my mother particularly, she's like, I just I want to go somewhere else. I said, but you live on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they're retired. Oh man, you know? I know. I'm always asking people that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, and I understand. My parents are like, I need to get away. I'm like, away from what? Like, you're away just chilling. What? But you know, it's so you gotta. <laughs> you have to do it. It's. So I saw true. that they recently um celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary. Yes. Sixty-five. Oh my god, that is so incredible! What an inspiration. I know. And I just wanted to give that a shout out because that's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure they will appreciate that. Although my mother doesn't really listen to my podcast, so you know, I'll just I'll have to, <laughs> have to make her listen to this one. <laughs> there you go. I love she said, it. She said, "I don't like podcasts. They're boring." Not yours. Thanks, mom. Gee. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that though. Okay. Food you can't live without or wouldn't want to live without. I'll say. Avocado. Nice. Good choice. I'm sure that, I'm like, I, that's what I thought of me. I'm like, is that, is that everyone's answer? I, I know a lot of people who would answer avocado. They're I, so I, tricky. They're so tricky, but um, not to like plug my again but I do love avocados so so much but they're so finicky you know um and they go bad or this I mean when you get a perfect avocado there's nothing like it but I do have to say that my my brie has somewhat similar texture to avocado and whenever my avocados have gone bad I'm just like well I'll just put some brie on it just so put some brie on it, it. Just okay and also say you don't have to refrigerate this brie which is another yeah. thing yeah, I mean, that's what I was going. Yeah, sorry, please go. Ahead. No, so I mean, you can ship it anywhere, mm -hmm. and you know it doesn't have to be shipped on ice, which is like completely amazing. So, um, yeah, and that's yeah. due to the heat treatment that I um, mentioned. So, I mean, the the ingredients and the heat treatment, um, it makes it so that it is um, totally, you know does not have to be refrigerated. So thank you for pointing that out. It is something very unique and it's great. I do like to talk about it, you know, if you're going to the beach or if you're going on a picnic or even on a hike, you know, for a couple of days, you can bring it with you. Yeah, it holds up. It doesn't turn into a puddle of like coconut oil, you know, which some of them do. <laughs> so another, another great thing about this brie. Okay, favorite place to dine out. So, um, I love to dine out so much. It's just one of my favorite things to do. Um, I will say that before the shutdown, uh, my favorite place is called The Reef. Um, it's in one of the hotels right in Waikiki. And I really love it because it's just a, a nice walk along the beach to get there. Sometimes it's the journey and the destination as well. So it's just a really nice walk along the beach. It has oceanfront views. And it's just generally, it's not crazy busy, which I always love. Um, but also their executive, but busy enough, which, which is good. But their executive chef is vegan. 
So they have lots of great vegan items, including some great comfort foods. Like, oh, they have an amazing um, vegan nachos, and of course the Beyond Burgers, and just a lot of really, like really fun vegan comfort foods. So I love that, of course. Um, but lately, I have not dined out at all. No, none of us have. So it's been, <laughs> I, I know, I know. I mean, I know that some places are open, but I've also really just, you know, love the opportunity to be cooking at home and really taking control of our diet. I completely agree with that too. I mean, I've, I've come up with more recipes since March and being home, you know, because you have that much more time. So what do I do? I work out and I eat more <laughs> so that I work out. There you go. Well, I eat more. You know, it's great. I mean, we're going to eat anyway. So you might as right. well work out, you know, and you look you fabulous. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm not, not too happy with myself at the moment, but um, you know what? We're, we're working on it. <laughs> Just a, we're, we're all a work in progress, and, but it does feel so good to work out. That's, that's the thing that's been tough, you know, I, you know getting those steps in. It's I know. Tricky, we're, we're, we're working on it. I know. I finally pulled the trigger on a small treadmill, like a little portable treadmill. <laughs> And I have a spin bike at home. Uh, it's great, you know, because between Zoom calls for work, I can just jump on the spin bike for 10 minutes and burn a few calories. Or, you know, my latest thing yes. is, okay, Lisa, you're really not hungry. You're just munchy. So go do some mm -hmm. squats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Drink water, do some there squats. There you go. Drink water. <laughs> yes. Honestly, you know, some little, little tricks like, um, and I know this is nothing new, but um, just lemon and water is, has really changed our life. You know, it's just one of these things that you go from drinking maybe only a couple glasses to drinking like six glasses. Yep. So much better. So I always keep that around, stay hydrated. Yep. And, you know, for some reason that lemon or lime in the water just makes it so much more palatable. I don't know. It's why. incredible. And it's alkalizing, which you wouldn't think, but it is. So it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's my next my next lightning round question? Accomplishment you're most proud of. <laughs> well, I would I you know, this question is always, you know, is always intimidating to me. But um I feel like now I have a good answer, which is creating a vegan product and brand that I'm really proud of. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I approve of that answer. <laughs> okay. Thank uh, you. Looking back at your whole life, is there anything you'd do differently given the opportunity to? You know, I, I do feel pretty blessed in that, you know, I kind of just have an attitude of always looking forward and not really backwards. Um, but there's one thing I would like to do a little bit better if I could go back um, and maybe this can help other people in this situation but I had such a wonderful time at NYU and I learned so much and I was so focused on the classes and curriculum and you know working and just you know my own life outside of school that I did not take the opportunity to network as much as I would have liked to. I'm really, you know, sometimes pick myself about that, about, you know, definitely some good relationships here and there, but especially a master's program or any sort of college you're in, it's 
equally good to network and make those connections. And so I'm trying to make up for it now. So thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> well, I love this. I think it's great. And that is, that is so important. I agree with you 100%. Because I think that's also an area where I've lacked, you know, even gone through my own master's program, which I did much later in life. I, I went back and got a master's when I was 38 years old. And I don't regret a minute of it. But, um, you know, the networking, it's keeping those contacts, having, you know, it, in the old days, it was the Rolodex, but now it's just having that contact list because you never know, I mean, <laughs> when you're going to need to draw on those people. So yeah, it's, that's a really good answer too. Um, and then, you know, final lightning round question, just any vegan brands you love and saying your own is fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll spare you my own, even though, of course, I do love it. <laughs> but I would say my favorite is um, the Beyond Meat Company. And I first discovered their Beyond Burger. There was, it was like, ah, oh, an mm -hmm. aha moment, because I just knew. I knew that there was a company out there that could do this, that could make a very realistic vegan burger. I knew it was possible. And as soon as I saw it and I tried it, I was like, here it is. Here I was is. just so, so happy because I've spent so, so much time making black bean burgers, lentil burgers, and they're good. They're good. And um, how, trying different, you know, veggie burgers all over the country. but. Um, you know, once I had that, I was like, it just was perfect. I felt like they nailed the flavor, the texture, and I just couldn't stop talking about it. And I still can't. But um, it's just, I'm just blown away by the company. I think they're doing so many great things. Of course, Impossible Burger as well. But just, you know, having that wonderful alternative for people that makes them feel like they're not sacrificing is exactly what we need in our vegan world and our plant-based foods and products and so I feel like they just absolutely nailed it and it's simply you know it's something I just have on occasion it is still a processed food and I try to eat with whole foods as much as possible but once in a while beyond burger a little bit of brie and we make um these uh red wine reduced onions which mm. go really well on the burger as well so Ooh. that's you know and I I'm looking forward to see how far they grow they're doing amazing I know. Yeah, I saw that KFC is doing a Beyond Chicken at KFC locations. I think they, they just started in California. They were in Nashville as a pilot, and I never got to try them. But I was like, hmm, that could be interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I'm going to have to check that out. But, um, yeah. But, no. of course, and, and Miyoko's as well is so yeah. great. So if, yeah. if you haven't tried her cheeses, please do. I've, I, I've, I've told my mom, I said, cause my mom trying to get her plant-based a little more. And I said, Miyoko's mm -hmm. butter, it's better mm -hmm. than dairy butter. I never there thought, I never thought I'd say that, but because, you know, earth balance is, it's fine. It tastes mm -hmm. good. Um, you know, some of the new plant butters are okay, but, but yeah, the minute I tasted Miyoko's, I was like, okay, I'm, I would never go back to dairy butter after this. I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> there you go. I know. I know. It's a little Maybe expensive. someday we'll get our 
vegan products to similar prices. But, you know, that's out of our hands. <laughs> out of our hands, indeed. Well, okay, tell us what is next for you. Do you have any, any future varieties of your cheese planned? Um, what, what does your future look like in yeah. your ideal world? Oh, right. Well, I always have lots of ideas, and I definitely do have lots of cheese varieties planned for the future. Um, they do take some time to develop and to test and all of that. So those are in the works. Um, and I, and, and lots of products actually that, you know, same, you've been working on recipes and I've been, you know, of course cooking at home so much and, and coming across new product ideas all the time. Um, but the, the top, um, top priority at the moment is that I really am working hard to possibly open up a small kitchen, a small restaurant Ooh. in Honolulu, maybe as a pop-up to start for the weekend. But um, I've been, you know, as a, a vegan trattoria is um, my goal. Italian food is my favorite. And I've been always just working hard to recreate my favorites. Um, and having a, a vegan cheese is a really major part of the Italian cuisine. So I've been working on recipes, costing out, and we'll see. Hopefully it can become a reality maybe in September. Fantastic. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> now I want to move to Hawaii. <laughs> At least for a visit. Come At least on, for a be visit. My guest. Well, now see, now I have a reason to. Um, exactly. This is fantastic. Okay, so tell everybody where they can find you. I'm going to post links in the information, but just let us know your website, your Instagram, whatever you want to promote sure so our um our website is the vegan cheese shop ppe.com and where our instagram account is at the vegan cheese shop and same for facebook and i would love to have everyone come visit take a look at our products and again we are growing our product line but the the brie is very versatile so it's been you know it's 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 a good one to have and play around with for now. And hopefully my um, smoked cheddar will be out soon. Um, but, uh, the, and some more products as well. I'm also working on, sorry, I keep plugging products, but um, a product I'm really excited about is um, we came up with a product called Better Than Breadcrumbs. And mm. they are dairy and gluten-free. And they're so good on just like salads. Anywhere you want to add a little extra protein, you know, salads yeah. on, um, pasta, just anywhere. So hopefully we'll be launching that as well soon. But um, please check us out. And thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. And I look forward to seeing more of your recipes coming up. They always look so fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you. And yes, um, this has been wonderful. I really, really appreciate your being here. I, I am going to stop the record, but stay on for just a minute. So okay. um, everyone, Take care. We'll see you next time. And well, I really loved that episode and I hope you did too. And I hope you'll join us next time on the Goofy Blonde Plant-Based Podcast. Thanks for listening.